Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Saints and Thugs. Uh, we are so glad that you are in with us. Uh, my name is Rondell Eskridge, and this is my beautiful, amazing wife, Tanae. Uh, we got Patrick also in the building, uh, and we're just so glad that you guys are here. Um, we are going to be talking about everything from life to marriage to religion to um, our experiences as a married couple. We've been married for about four and a half years. Um, and it's been amazing. Literally every single day has been, um, spectacular. No, it hasn't. Um, <laughs> we're going to share with you guys all of wait, our, wait, wait. Se- I'm lit right now. Like <laughs> that intro got me hyped. I'm like, yo, let's like, bring it back. Bring it back. I'm whopping. I'm like, you gonna for I'm, for us? Feel, I'm like, wait, 30 seconds. You I need to for us? Hit a beat. DJ. Sorry, hit a beat. Hit it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Yeah, we in the studio Monday morning. We about to spit some fire. Don't be yawning. Grab your coffee, grab your tea. Add some French vanilla in double just for me. Cause I'm sweet like sugar, brown like honey. I am the bomb and my honey make me the honey. Got his ring on my finger, about to have his baby. We so excited, say your thugs going crazy. (laughs) As y'all can see, shout out to Chick and Jado. Yeah, 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 for the intro. The that intro was, was amazing, definitely. Nay, Yo. anything you want to say? Yes, that never happens, by the way. <laughs> in real life, does he ask me if I have anything to say? So this, <laughs> this show was starting some new traits in our marriage. Um, before we get this show rolling, I just, I, I got to know the caliber of our viewers and our listeners. So I want to know, are you a Brawley Hut type of person or more of a like a, a Ruth Chris type of person? Brawley Hut, come on now. Don't play with us like that. Disrespectful. You know where we're from. God's been too good to us as Astro a people Burger. for us to eat Brawley Hut or Astro Burger. Mm, no, listen. Those places have been a blessing to my neighborhood, literally to my father and his father. I assure you, if you enjoy Brawley Hood or Astro Burger, your whole butt's going to fall listen, off. Listen, those $27 this goes past noodles. constipation. <laughs> At crustaceans? Right. Uh, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I've been far too blessed to eat anything that comes out of a place listen, with a bee. If, if you want to vote, just go on ahead and go on Facebook, put the comment in there, let us know which one would you choose. Brawley Hut or... And so if you're from the East Coast, because I'm from the East Coast, I'm sure some of my family's listening. Mm. Brawley Hut is this like burger spot that's been in the middle of South Central since um, the 1800s. <laughs> and like literally they haven't even renovated this spot. Nothing's Listen. new. 
no re- new recipes. Literally old school chili on burgers. I literally think they have like a C. Get a the pastrami burrito. And the line be Change wrapped around life. the corner. And it to me, it just speaks to where our culture is. Like they don't care nothing about <laughs> if they gonna die from this food. They like, I just gotta have rally hut. <laughs> and the way I look at it is my people have come over troubled waters. Oh, if it ain't Ruth Chris or garlic noodles from crustaceans, oh. I don't want it. I don't want it. Y'all forgive her. Forgive her if you're from Inglewood. Forgive her. Conversations you should have before marriage. Listen, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because um, as we go through the show, um, each time we're going to talk about moments in our marriage where you kind of realize who you're dealing with. Um, and so today, the moment we're going to talk about is when I realized that I had to share my food and my drink with Tanae. For the rest of his life. For the rest of my life, literally. I mean, this might not seem like a big deal to everybody, but it was a big deal for me. I grew up with three brothers. Listen, when when food come home, we go at it. And if somebody leave leftovers in the refrigerator, if it's more than one day, you take it. You know, that's just how it goes. And what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. So um, I remember going on our first date, and I remember, you know, today eating off of my plate, you know, and her having some of my my drink or, or what have you, my soda um, or what have you. And I remember thinking, oh, this is so cute. She wants to eat what I eat, you know, or what have you. Then you realize real quick that she want to do this every single time. Um, and so we start going out, and I noticed she stopped ordering food. Like, she'll order some, like, little appetizer or something. Let me chime in right there. If you're a real, real woman, then you think about your man's pockets. Why would I order two drinks? I can get water that, and enjoy his refill. That is you know what not I mean? what like, she was that's thinking. That's the secret to getting a ring on it. <laughs> Community building. That is not he, what she was he thinking. He was small-minded, and that's because he eats Brawley Hut. <laughs> now, if he was the Chris, he would appreciate us sharing that $12 listen, drink. That $12 listen, Sprite. Listen, I started to realize we pull up to a drive-thru, we'll get food, and then I'll get a drink, and then she won't get a drink. And I'm like, you thirsty? She's like, no, nah, I'm not thirsty. Then I get the drink, and she's like, let me have some. And I'm like, but I just offered you a drink. But she don't take it. I'm like, listen, I will buy you your own. And right? this, this speaks to the topic of it is your job to make your significant other better. So I seen that he had a selfish way about him. No. So it was my personal to, purpose in life. It was my personal purpose in life to bring that brother out of his darkness into the marvelous light. You know, he was being selfish. And I would like to say today that we still share drinks. One bottle of water. Every no 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 no. There's two. There's two. <laughs> don't let her fool you. So every now and again, we have these moments in marriage that you don't think about when you're single. Like, will this turn into a big old argument? You know, I can't stand her. Um, I'm trying to hide food from her now. If I stop, you know, somewhere and get something, I get her what I think that she wants just so she wouldn't have anything of mine. Selfishness. <laughs> Call it what you want. Listen. Fellas, be aware, okay? She wants your stuff. She dressed in wolf's clothing. Listen here, this is important for you to understand that in relationships, in life, in any type of relationship, you have to acknowledge and appreciate each other's uniqueness. So Rondell is, you know, uh, he is attempting to complain or have an alt with the fact that I save him money. But the reality is, is not about saving money. About me. That is what's unique about me is that I think about not just today, but the future. What's unique about Rondell is that after five 
We've been together six years, five years of marriage. He still has a problem with sharing his soda. Listen. Who's the person with the real problem here? He needs to change. <laughs> yeah. Change. What Obama say? Listen. Listen. You know, you know what I will say is when we were dating. He's the reason why America's um, not great again. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. When we were dating, I paid for everything. As he should. Literally. And I'll let her give you her philosophy on this because she got a I whole got little rundown for this. So, <laughs> ladies, uh, pay attention because it, it definitely got me. I didn't know she was doing it, but it definitely got me. I got I'm talking about for like six straight months, I'm paying for everything, right? And I'm like, you know, I got money, but I, and one day I want to be married. You know what I mean? One day I want to, you know, uh, be able to provide or what have you. So, but anyway, I believe in, you know, if I'm dating her, that I'm going to pay for everything but it started to get a little bit excessive or what have you and then one day she was going to i'll tell i'll explain it to him because he doesn't he didn't fully understand this story go ahead but I'll, I'll say this though go ahead ladies it is my it is my religion <laughs> my doctrine it's in my holy book okay. i got books y'all i got nothing on it you want to date me you try to prove to i'm the prize you listen if you disagree then too bad because listen i'm rift i had a bow on me Okay, so she was the prize, and I, I would pay for that. everything. I would set up dates. We're going to yes. aquariums and museums. I'm yes. taking her expensive restaurants yes. or what have you. One thing yes. that did get me is one night we went out to the museum. We was dressed real nice, and I took her to this really, really, really nice restaurant. And I'm like, dang, I'm about to spend like 150, 200 bucks on this restaurant, right? And we get there, we get inside, and she's like, you know what? I think I just want some pizza. Can we go to BJ's? And I was like, I'm going to marry her. Yes. Like, like. Right. Because although it was a special night, once again, I'm thinking about the community. I had already had like seafood the night before with my girls. I'm like, I really just, cheese pizza is my favorite. And so I'm like, you know what I mean? This, this is real special. And we should have our favorite dishes. It's a special <laughs> night. So we're going to have cheese pizza at BJ's. But here's my philosophy with dating. Especially if you dating in LA. Because these brothers out here, they got nothing on it either. Don't talk about <laughs> us like Y'all dating at the park. Throwing pennies into the tank, to the fountain. Listen here. Here's my philosophy: is registration. You go to go to college. You got registration. You take your kids. I didn't even know I was paying it, y'all. I didn't. Every man that I dated, he had a registration fee, and so depending on who he was, where he worked, what he was up to, he had a certain amount of money that he needed to spend on me to be able to move to the next steps in my life. For example, the first couple weeks that we dated, Rondell and I, whenever he picked me up or dropped me off, we just talked on the steps because he hadn't spent the registration fee. She wouldn't even let me in, y'all. Then he was allowed into my home. You hear into this? the living room. Do y'all hear this? He couldn't even use the bathroom yet. Cause I didn't even know this was costs, going on. Water costs money. I can't let you <laughs> use my bathroom until you pay certain registration fees. But here's the reality with all of that, is that you have to have boundaries as a woman because most women I know is that we're in or out. Women don't really, most women, I ain't going to say all, but most women don't have a gray. So when you dating somebody and you like them, you in. And so if you don't create boundaries and lines and uh healthy boundaries for yourself you were dating a guy three days and you done gave yourself his last name you done named your kids calling his mom mom <laughs> it can get excessive real quick so what i did was for myself because i'm one of those fanatics i'm an extremist i have addictive behaviors is i set a boundary so he needs to spend a certain amount of money because mcdonald's that's nothing he can spend mcdonald's on 20 women so if he's willing to make the investment of uh, people who make investments they're gonna want to see their return and that, and that you know our relationship it proved fruitful however please understand that you know my mother taught me this and my grandmother taught me this they said a man will chase a woman he doesn't want 
And so mm. that's been in my heart my whole life. If you are a beautiful woman, which most of us are, got a little intellect, a little swag, he's a dog. He don't come hunting after you, but that doesn't mean that he necessarily wants to keep you. <sighs> and so the registration is where you prove from those who are just attractive to you and see you as beautiful versus those who see you as an event an investment and they're going to stick around for their return so again this is our these are safety strategies for yourself you know because i I will say this i did not mind investing i did not mind paying for her um and i think that like you said there's exceptions to every rule but i think that if a dude really wants you he's going to pursue you and if he does not pursue you if you don't allow him to pursue you and you pursue him he'll probably take whatever you give him but you may never be his choice like, if you want to know if you his choice, then allow him to pursue you. If he don't pursue you, then you're not his choice. Like, that's those are the realities. Well, here's some basics. How am I, his, am I his choice? If you're the only one calling and texting, you're probably not his choice. <laughs> if he know everybody in your family and you don't know nobody in his family, you're probably not his choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got a gang of pictures of him on Instagram and Facebook and he don't got none of you, you probably not his choice. And if the only time y'all date is in his bedroom... Listen, that's that's not a date. Fellas, I hate to put it out here like this, but if you only see him after 10 or 11. Eight. Say after eight. Nah, eight you can still get away with. Um, If you only see him after 10 or 11, though, chances are he not dating you. Like, you might think it's a date. You you might think y'all together. He not. If he not taking you out in public, y'all not going to restaurants. If he ain't, if he don't hold your hand when y'all walking, listen, he is not tied to you. And you can't make him be tied to you, even if you giving it up. It just, it, it don't work that way. Ain't enough twerk in the world. I can't. <laughs> listen. Yeah, I can't. Listen. Ask, ask your mama, your grandmama, your great auntie, your godmama. <laughs> ask Miss Pearl next door. Anywho. This is how I knew that I had her. So after about six <laughs> months, <laughs> after about six months of me paying for everything and and taking her all these places or what have you, I tell her she got to go to Target with me because I got to get some stuff. Like I need a deodorant and all kind of other stuff. Anyway, it came out to like maybe $150. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Um, so... I'm at the register, and I realized that I left my wallet in the car. I didn't do it on purpose. So I run to the car to go get my wallet, and when I come back, she's pushing the cart out. And I'm like, you pay for this? She was like, yeah. And I was like, you paid $150 for this? She's like, yeah, I paid for this. And I was like, why'd you pay for this? And she was like, well, I just figured you've been paying for everything, and you've been taking care of me and what have you. And I'm like, oh, she's a winner. Like, okay, she at least noticed what I've been doing, and she went ahead and paid for it without me having to ask or say anything. And at that point, I realized, okay, she's a winner. Then she told me about wait, wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. This is a guy's honest truth with that story. I thought he really had no money. This whole leaving his wallet in the car thing was Man. it. Like, see, I was like, I can't believe we walked up in here. This brother ain't got no money. <laughs> he not about to embarrass me at this register. <laughs> Let me just pay for this stuff. But at that point, it was true that um, that not at all the whole gold digger thing. Trying to no, 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 no. You have to you have to be real with yourself as a female, and that you have a it's a desire and innate 
need to be wanted. And so because you have that in you, you have to be careful where you put it. Because if you put it in the wrong place, you'll find yourself entertaining and performing for somebody who's never going to give you a part. So for, for me and Rondell, I feel like at that point in our relationship, I knew that his intentions were genuine. And so it's no longer I want him to take care I of me. Got I her. wanted to be a partner. And I can contribute and he can contribute, but I have to be real with myself and that my need to be wanted can sometimes outweigh reason or truth. And so again, we were a couple months in. He had, you know what I mean, spent a little bit of money. But not just money, a lot of time. We were going out three, four nights a week, having dinner, talking on the phone, consistent text messages. I'm in his family. I knew his whole family at like three weeks. So, you know, it, it was, was no, it wasn't no three listen weeks. Listen here. He said, First we, of all, after wait, church, let me, he was like, I gotta wait, make wait, a wait, stop. Wait, 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 his whole me, family was at his mama house. I was like, we gotta <laughs> stop. <laughs> all 37 of his aunties. Oh, I got oh <laughs> all 37. His mama's got 37. No, today. no, listen. <laughs> Anywho, she did not be my whole family. Matter of fact, she gave me an ultimatum. Like after dating her for about two weeks, she told me, You need to be asking me to be your girlfriend soon. Otherwise, somebody else will. She put pressure on me. Like it wasn't no, you ain't know my family then. Every dude know you don't introduce no girl to your family, not to your mama, until you sure. You sure that she gonna stick around for the he long haul? He must have been sure week three because no. I showed up to meet no. mama no. and his aunties on week three. Mama, you on? Mama, can't no. <laughs> see if she on. She'll tell the truth. Shoot. She probably on the on UBN. Anywho, um, as we move on to um, actually. What we really want to talk about is um, the nuances of. Well, our wait a minute! Don't try to change the no, subject. No, no. You started to feel the pressure. <laughs> He's like, never no. mind. I don't care what my mama say. No, now let her, listen. let her answer. Let her the answer question. Then. Let her answer. You it, get nervous. Brother. She met my mom maybe about three weeks. No, maybe a little over a month. I can't. You know what? Maybe next time we'll tell y'all how she had us do this one year anniversary that she tricked me on. Um, not one year, one month. She told me we had to have a one-month anniversary on the day of our one-month anniversary, which I did not know about. But I had to pretend like I knew it was our one-month anniversary. And I ended up, like, doing this whole extravagant date that I told her I had planned from the get-go. Anywho, we might talk about that a little bit. Another time. Another time, definitely. Um, But just for the record, I did not tell him he had to ask me out in two weeks. There were other pursuers. I was just trying to get. Why you always lying? I was trying to get. Why you always lying? No cliff notes. No cliff notes. What was it? Cliff or cliff notes? No. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. I was trying to get this brother the cliff notes. No, no. She told me I had to. Definitely. She had just got back from Africa. She's like, I'm not playing no games. You know, I'm looking for Bay. I'm looking for the right one. If you ain't it, then Listen, I have never ever been the look for Bay type. Literally. Bay for means means uh Mm. books and uh, economics. Economics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, like literally, the first time I even ever put Bay on, on, on like on social media, all my friends was like, "Yo, you all right? That's not even like you. Like, Listen. what's everything <laughs> good over there? Like, no, I wasn't looking for Bay. What were you looking for? Jesus. Yeah. Hey, I yeah. was looking for the way that you want to tell them. You want to tell them how um how you ended up uh coming after me. Do you, you want to tell them that? Rondell. You, you don't? I end up coming after you. you? Know, I mean, we can, we, we got another subject to talk about, which is the nuances of our marriage and what have you. But we'll we'll give this another uh, um, <laughs> another save shot. Save this for next, for next we'll, time. Yeah, we'll save this. Or we may come back to it. We'll see. Um, so 
What we really want to talk about is the dynamics of marriage that people don't talk about. Like things that we discovered when we got married. We went to marriage counseling. We talked to our friends. But there are certain things that you are just not ready for. You're not prepared for. You just got to learn on the fly, on a whim. And one of those things is like you almost think that you need to be um, the same person. Like you almost think you need to be just like the other person that that or this person needs to become you, um, and these things cause like huge rifts in marriages. And our first year of marriage was really really tough because we just had so many disagreements on how to handle certain things. Um, and so what we want to talk about is our personal personalities versus like our purpose as a couple like our purpose as a couple was always on one accord like we were always headed in the same direction but how to get there we have two different ways of getting to the same point and those were huge problems for us because I thought that she should do it my way and she thought that I should do it her way um, and this would cause huge problems in our marriage. And now we're learning that, no, I can be me. She can be her. My personality is mine. Hers is hers. And I'm not trying to change hers uh, to be mine. And she's not trying to change mine to be hers. Sometimes she does that, y'all. Other times she's still trying to change me. But um, but we're working through it and we're learning it. We're not experts. But in this show, we want to be able to show you who we are, um, speak very uh, open and honest about our struggles um, and how we work through certain things. Definitely. Um, what we've so. come to understand is that our worldview is truly shaped through our experiences. And right now, you know, after doing this five years hard time, uh, we <laughs> hard are, time. It's been hard time ever since they locked down. Uh, we it has uh, these five years has affected how we see the world, how we see people, how we see family, how we communicate, how we see money, right? Um, how we see race, how we see culture, how we see everything, everything. About and so, life. um, we just want to create a. a <laughs> we've been kind of having this running joke, um, because the show was called Saints and Thugs. Yeah. So, um, in our relationship, while stereotypically you would think that my six four dark skinned husband was the thug, he's actually a saint. Uh, Rondell was a virgin when we got married. Doesn't curse. Doesn't drink. Never smoke. Never drink. Literally embodies uh, a saint. And our mother can't. I don't be the case. I didn't even know she was about to say all uh, that. Um, he's a man of God. Um, but on the other hand, you know what I mean. I stay. I stay with my. I stay with my scarf. I can't. Do you anyway. Call it a rag? <laughs> Today I is stay a thug. Lit, uh, stay lit, <laughs> right? Listen, so, I get stereotyped all the time, uh, but today is really the thug. If we get pulled over by the police, I'm telling today, calm down, chill out, all right? You know, just I'm like, answer I'm ready the to die for this. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and these are the dynamics of our relationship. And literally, what we've learned is this is how we handle every issue. Like, with every issue, I'm trying to find out. You know, how we can resolve it. You know, uh, what's the best way to look at it? How can Martin we make Luther peace? King? Like, what's the logical way to look at this? And today be ready to go to war like Angela Davis. Like, she... Right. She... <laughs> like, it's straight <laughs> And this would cause it huge will be issues in our marriage because she would feel like, like, I don't have her back when she want to go thugged out and go to war. And I would feel like, look, this doesn't make any logical sense. Like, you are too emotional right now. You are tripping. Um, and then what we've realized is, is that both of us have these strong traits 
And we need both of them in order for our marriage to be the best that it could be. Whereas before, I'm trying to make Tanae me. So if we get into an argument about what somebody else has done or, or, or a scenario, I'm saying, Tanae, you should have done this. And Tanae is like, well, no, you should have done that. When in actuality, both of those things probably should have been done. Maybe they should have done with, been done with some tact, but they include both of our personalities and both of our upbringings and both of the ways that we process. And we realize that our differences are what make us unique. Our differences are what bring us together as one. Our differences is, is that I don't have what she has and she doesn't have what I have. So clearly we're filling in a gap um, for each other. And if I didn't have what she has, then I wouldn't be complete. And vice versa. And I think that most people don't realize that. So you spend your time in marriage trying to make the other person you, right? And they're not meant to be you. They're they're meant to fill in the gaps that you don't fill in. There may be some areas where today is much smarter and much more creative than I am. And if my pride gets in the way, I'm going to miss out on how she can bless our marriage based on those things that she's good at. You know what I mean? And, and most people, sometimes you can end up in competition with the next person, especially with your spouse. Cause you thinking, well, I'm good at that. And like, well, no, I'm good at that. And really you're not like, really you could relinquish it. Like something like finances, right. Or taking care of the house. You know, you like, no, as a man, I want to take care of the money. And you realize that she's just better at it. Like, let it go. L-I-G. Because I'm a thug. I don't play about my paper. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> play about my paper. If it's 425, you're getting 425. Right. You know what I mean? I should choose what church we go to. Oh, man. That right there, I think, is somewhere we could harbor on. We had beef, y'all, for our first year. <laughs> we could not come to common ground with a church. I was listen. like, listen, I need a church where they got soul. You know what I'm to, saying? Music to, matters. <laughs> music matters. I all can't. music matters. I can't <laughs> with you. I'm not with people. All music matters. Yeah, right. I sold music matters. And was like, no. As we as we went into uh like you know, what church would she choose and, and we should choose or what have you. Um, we came at it from a very traditional point of view, which was I choose and you come where I'm at. And it wasn't it. I think now when we look back at it, it didn't make sense. It was more so like, well, let's look for a place that fits us, that that works best for the both of us. Um, and looking at it from that standpoint. But if you're so militant about tradition or militant about the way that it's supposed to go and supposed to be, then you'll miss out on the fact that maybe neither one of you actually want to be in the place that you're at. And maybe you should search for a place that suits the both of you, both of you. And that, I think that that's in every area of, of your married life that you look at it and say, what is going to benefit the both of us and don't necessarily go based on tradition or what somebody else said, because if you do, you'll find yourself, may be unhappy um, in your decision because you didn't choose based on knowing one another or knowing what we would like, but you just chose based on tradition. Yeah, I think we, um, as thugged out as I proclaimed to be, I definitely was a little delusional in terms of what I thought my the expectations were for me as a woman in marriage. So, um, and I mean, you know, I love, my community loves me, but I didn't get a lot of good advice. Everybody, you know, just go to his church, go to his church. Some of the women in my life will go and just, you know, wait and see what happens and see how it plays out. And um, it really was a greater plan because I did go and it played out accordingly. Um, but it was, uh, 
I think if it were my daughter or my son, and you know, I would say sit down and like Rondell just said, what works for both of you guys? Because I think uh, something that you learn in marriage is that it's easier, build a discipline to prefer each other, prefer your partner over self. And so what happens is, is I want to be where it makes him happy, then he wants to be where it makes me happy, then it forces us to truly find a place where we're both happy. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, I mean, in five years, I would say that's definitely one of the fundamental keys, principal things to a uh, successful marriage is preference. He's my preference. So, you know, it's always like, babe, what you want to eat? And mm -hmm. then he'll be like, ah, nah, I had a burger last night. I'm, I'm indifferent, babe, what you want? This constant need to prefer each other. And so what it does is it forces you guys to find a common ground. Um, and so I am completely anti-compromise. Uh, um, I feel like we found a compromise our first year, and it ended nasty. <laughs> like, it was bad. It was rough. There's been bloodshed, y'all. Um, so I don't believe in compromise. I believe what compromise... There was no bloodshed, just, you know, so y'all know. Metaphors. She was <laughs> like, your dad was about them, about them live. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, what I, what, in my understanding of compromise or my experience with compromise is that one person relinquishes their desires and their wants for the other person. So then that leaves that other person feeling like, oh, you know, well, that person got what they want. And then you go back and forth. But the reality is, is, um, you know what I mean? One of my favorite books says that, you know what I mean? And for this cause, a man leaves his mother, father, and the two, and the two shall become as one flesh. And so the ideal is that he and I are trying to operate as one person. And so we're not trying to be one person. We're just trying to be like-minded. And the way that looks is like, you know, we don't have kids yet, but when we do have children, it'll be something like my kid can never say to my husband oh dad said this and mom said this and we're surprised because we have we're one mindedness and so in that I don't like the word compromise because it takes away my ability to be a free thinker and so what it is is that we talk and we figure it out until there's something we both want and I mean the reality is is the hardest part about marriage is communication because you get first of all my husband's a talker and so I'm no. thinking like we already talked about no. this, and he's like, "But we need to talk about it this way." Listen, he got we need angles. to make sure we got, he got it. Multiple approaches. We need to make sure we got it. This is why he I talk to Jay Patrick pads, all the time. We got to. He got whiteboard. We got to reason together. We got to, you know, make our way through this. Yeah. Listen, listen. He understanding, got knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I agree, and I think that that's hard because communication isn't um, something that we always learn as children to do until we come to a resolve. We communicate until we get pissed off or frustrated, and then we're done. But the ideal is that we communicate and we confront until we find peace. Yeah. And so that's hard. And so, I mean, I think in every decision we make now at this point in our marriage, um, we and were actually about to buy plane tickets last night. And Rondell was like, well, we haven't really talked it through. So I'm thinking like, now you know we got to be in New York on Thursday. No, we need to get these tickets. And I realized like, nope, we're going to talk it see, through tomorrow and pay an extra $75 for a ticket. But as long as we talk it through. In today's mind, she's already talked to me. And she hasn't. So she'll present the information to me as if we've already had a conversation about it. And then get frustrated when I have like 38 questions. I'm like, today we never talked about this. She's like, well, uh, okay, this is what's happening. I'm like, wait, why are you frustrated? You never said I'm buying plane tickets today. And, and this is the airline I want to go to. And I'm like, wait, wait. So if I say, well, how much are they? Where are we landing? Okay, what time are we leaving? She starts to get frustrated. Like as if I know these things, uh, you know, out of out of thin air, right? Um, Why you need to know everything? Is you going on a trip or not? See this? Is your is you not going Fellas, on a trip? Don't let them do this to you. And I I would say that as a man, um, my tendency and and this is you know there's always exceptions again to every rule, but most of the men that I know, we have a tendency to kind of go into the cave, like we just kind of shut down. So if I feel like she's not hearing what I'm saying, I'm just not gonna say nothing else. 
I'm just going to keep quiet and I'm going to come in the house. Hey, what's up? You know, and I might turn on the game or I might watch TV or and, and I hate to use this or to say this, but sometimes you might just start like reading your Bible to be like super deep and be like, nah, I can't talk right now. Me and the Lord are having our moment. And she Petty. <laughs> and she Petty. Petty. Right. You're like, no, nah. you know, it don't have to be the Bible. Some of you, some of y'all, you like, you get a book. You're like, no, I'm just, I'm reading right now. This is my space. Well, really, you just don't want to talk to this person because you feel like they're not listening to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, in the most practical sense is, um, that I got some from, you got to let it, if they go in a cave, you just got to wait till they come back out. They like bears, you know, um, you don't, you don't really pick out a wound. It's wisdom. I think there is, if nothing else makes you grow hair on your chest, ladies, marriage is going to do it. Hmm. You're going to be a different woman than, um, two, two years in, three years in here, five years in, um, or five and a half. We'll be celebrating five years in April. I mean, four and yes. a half. Yes. And also, Tanae said earlier that we don't have any children. However, Tanae is expecting. Yes, we are expecting a little African baby to be delivered from the Ivory Coast in July. <laughs> no. So we are adopting. No, Tanae is nine weeks pregnant, everybody. Ten, ten weeks pregnant. Ten, oh, Terrible. Jesus. Ten weeks pregnant for all of y'all who <laughs> did not know. Little Dale is coming. I'm so excited. Um, yes. So for everybody who didn't know, Cash you just got the announcement. Some of you guys knew already, but we do have uh, one that's expecting. And this kind of leads into this whole personal personality versus purpose. Our purpose has always lined up. Like we work with kids and children Monday through Sunday, literally. Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I grew up. I mean, as a young adult serving um, in church, um, in youth ministry, um, I also played um, sports in college, and then I also would work at camps during the summer. So I'm always with kids, you know. And same thing for her. When I met her, she was serving in youth ministry. She was teaching kids how to dance. Um, she was mentoring girls who were running away, and, and I was mentoring boys who were running away. <laughs> and so our purpose it always lined up like, it, you know, how some things that you do as a single person will cause a rift in your marriage. You know, like let's say you have a bond with a young kid and whenever this kid calls, you just up and go. Or this person calls, you just up and go. And your spouse kind of feels like, well, you should change that. That's never been an issue for us. Like if if a kid calls that she's mentoring and they call at one in the morning, then either she going or I'm going with her. Like those have never been our issues. I had a friend at the time who was real heavy on on some real That's heavy stuff. drugs. And That's he stuff. would call our house at like one in the morning, two in the morning. And today, like, where are you going? I'm like, I got to go get him. Like, uh, if I don't go get him, I don't know if we're going to ever see him again. And I go get him and we'd have these long conversations and I bring, and, you know, he's high when I'm talking to him. But those were never issues because our purpose constantly lined up together. So now, you know, those things are easy. Like I said, the way we deal with kids and the way that we approach them can be totally different. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So with that particular person, um, so, and, and keep everything in context. So that's, that is the worst thing ever is to hear something and then to apply it wrong, to apply it incorrect. 
So we have the same mission. So exact, but completely different personalities. Rondell is to take the low road. He on his Michelle Obama when they go when low, they we go, go high. Low, I'm on low, my Malcolm. You know what I mean? Drop bombs. Count Sometimes bodies. I've gotten better. Those are our personalities. Sometimes we respect it, we love it, and we re- and we we acknowledge that our experiences make us, but also God makes us unique. And so when this person would call. Um, you know what I mean? It's always a little wearisome because your man getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know he going somewhere that's not safe. But you have to respect that if we live for more than ourselves, that was something we had in common. We are the people's people. And so if that means we go to the trenches with the people, we go to the trenches with the people. I mean, we're trying to go to the White House with the people right now. But whatever the people need, that's that's who we are, and that's what we're willing to do. <laughs> we're going with the people. So you have to respect that. Now, that, and so, you know, um, in our approach where, where we started to actually see some a little riffle in that was, so, uh, so early in the marriage, I was like, okay, no problem. So this is something that Rondell did even when we were dating. I knew he had this friend with this problem. Get up, he'll go get him, you know, take him to a hotel, bring him back to the house, put him on the couch, whatever the case was. Um, but about two or three years in, I started to kind of feel a little indifferent about it. Like, oh, okay, it's whatever. But then I really started to have these strong feelings. Like, okay, it's getting excessive. Um, around the same time that that started to happen, we started to just see a lot more African-American boys, you know, um, that have, and it was always happening, but now it's being filmed, shot in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? So Rondell's already gone to a bad neighborhood pulling out pulling out bro from the from the clack house who happened to actually not be african-american dealing with these things so i'm like you know what i mean the climate is no longer conducive for you to do that i'm not comfortable anymore mm. and so it became like well tonight you know what i mean i can't leave and i'm and i'm like you, you know i'm not comfortable anymore and so um it took a while, um, and again, initially, because we had the same purpose. Rondell, he will allow people grace upon grace upon grace. You could literally spit in his face. He'll turn the other cheek, like, and he'll keep doing it. And so here's my thing is I'll turn my other cheek twice, but the third time, I'm going to just assume you're doing it because you don't care. And so at this point, you know, you don't want to stay in rehab. You keep, and so you're not abusing this gift and this love that he has for him. And so I was able to, you know, kind of allow him to see that, and he started to agree with it later. And, um... And it was difficult because, again, it's, and then it's, again, us disrupting our normal behaviors. Mm-hmm. And there have been areas in my life where Rondell has become disruptive. And, no, and then, you know, when you say that word, you always think negative. But you understand that sometimes things come, disruptive behaviors come to bring peace. And so here it is, is that God ultimately planned for him to be a father and to move into different things. I don't want him getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, when we have a child. So you have to begin to change these behaviors. And we have one on the way. He'll be here in July from the Ivory Coast. Yeah. Yes. And it, and again, personal personality versus purpose. Listen, right. for our, our child that is not um, out of the womb yet, we have a purpose for him already. Now, our personalities and, and how that will play out is going to be very, very interesting. Um, today, with kids, you should see her with the kids in our ministry. And uh, we recently had kids singing in the choir with the adults and when I say Tanae was on the kids every little move they made it's like straighten up sit up don't look back look forward and I'm like Tanae chill out like he's good like and I started to realize like this may be the way that we end up parenting like where I'm like Tanae chill out and she's like no he need to be straight he need to go to school he needs right she's going to be on his head excellence and- doesn't happen on accident <laughs> Excellence does not happen on that. The goal is for excellence. So we agree on that. But how we get to that point is through our different personalities. And the yes. thing is, is he's going to need somebody who's ne- who needs to be on him. 
He's also going to need somebody who is calm and collected and who's going to say, you need to do it this way and we're going to describe it and, and what have you. He needs both. One without the other, he will not be whole and complete. And we see that, you know, um, um, we, we work with kids and deal with kids on a regular basis and you can tell what they're missing um, and, and where the holes are. And a lot of times what we've been able to, to see is that they're missing either the aggressive side that they actually need to not let people run over them, or they're missing either this empathetic or compassionate side that they need to calm it down. And I think that you can't get all of them from one person. I don't think so. Um, not if they're not bipolar, schizophrenic. Some, <laughs> you can. You might can get it all from one person. <laughs> we believe that a healthy kid needs what is, is it six six, six um healthy ad, healthy adults to speak into their life consistently um, and consistently and to even reiterate the beliefs of the parent um on on certain think, moral yeah i uh, think that even goes with marriage like i mean that's a that's a, a, a study that has been done that kids need at least six adults um six successful healthy adults to help them become successful um, and we needed people. six healthy marriages and i think that kind of applies to our marriages um we quickly we have marriage mentors um just like we have mentors in our business mentor in our finances mental we got mentors good lord like literally the mentors the mentors are stacked but especially in marriage because we both come from diverse homes rondell's parents were divorced and mom remarried um, my mom's actually never been married um so she raised me single uh, with with my grandma with my grandmother, um, and so we both had different ideas and experiences going into marriage. And so our marriage mentors, and what you realize is sometimes what you think you like about other people's marriages, you'd be like, mm, "Nah, that's whack. I'm not interested no more." Right. But you have to. You need to get in the trenches with other people, and you know, not in their business, but really get into relationship with uh, other marriages because it helps. It helps gives you a. A reality. It, it, what, what our marriage mentors really taught me was that there is no right way to do it. All of them are different. Every couple that we look up to in marriage, some are traditional wife stay at home. Some are um, they both work, but maybe the wife makes more money. Some are he he do, he he do the dishes, she cook, he do the laundry. It's just all these different dynamics. But what they all do have in common. Uh, is that they have the same mission, and their mission is rather to raise their families, build their businesses. Some of them ain't trying to change the world. They're just trying to keep their house clean. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be is that they have the same goal, and that's really what keeps you together. Rondell and I have literally been through hell and high waters. A lot of it is because our own personal personalities. Some of it is things that we've been through, but because our mission is always the same, it always brings us back to the same floor. We both love working with kids. We could be literally about to kill each other, and the minute we get in the room with the kids, it's like, yo, my little peoples, it's so exciting. <laughs> and we playing games with it and halfway through the whole event we forgot that we was beefing and we're good again we're talking we're laughing and it really helps us so then you know by the end of that day um, mm -hmm. I realized that those kids have really you know they've been just as useful to us and we can talk without right. yelling without screaming without the anger uh, but it's the and, common thing that keeps us and to go out and seek help yes. like don't just keep it to yourself <clears throat> um, you know what I mean um, seek people to say look we don't agree on this subject, we haven't come to an agreement, so we're going to give it to you, and we're going to see what you say. There were plenty of times in our marriage where we literally just had to rush over to um, a mentor's house or uh, a pastor's house to be like, look, this is what's happening. This is where we at, and we need your help. Otherwise, today leaving. Like, <laughs> Bless, the suitcase has been packed in many a day. I started treating it like a birthing bag. Just keep it just in case. Any day I might got to roll out. I might got to roll out. 
No, it's true. Literally, one of my mentors. Oh. We got a question from Facebook Live. Okay. How do you know you're picking the best mentor? Ooh, Ooh that's um, good. Shout out to Patrick for that voice, ladies. Y'all hear that uh, voice? How do you he's know? single, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you know you're picking the best mentor? I'll go first. Oh, okay. you want to? No, go ahead. I would then don't think about just having one. You want to have multiple mentors in everything, um, especially in marriage, because again, there is no, there is no. American right way or right or wrong way to do it. So you don't want to just have one couple. You know, if you could get a solid three or four, and that may mean just once or twice a year checking in with them, um, you know, together as a couple and you checking in with the wife, him checking in with the husband. Um, and so there are mentors, some of my marriage mentors who I don't necessarily, I don't say agree, but don't like how they are. It's not my style. I wouldn't do it that way. But I understand you just want them to have successful marriages, successful godly marriages. You know what I mean? And so you're the, there's, you know, what God wants is that your marriage is sacred and free from sin. But how it functions on a day to day, you know, that's that's kind of indifferent. So you just want them to have a good godly marriage. Now, how they live that out is right. their business. And so, so again, one of our mentors is, has a traditional home. Actually, two of our marriage mentors live in a traditional home. Um, some of them, both the wife and the husband, are bosses, owning their business, doing their things. Um, one of them, uh, we have multiple marriage mentors. All of them, a lot of them do it differently. So I think that the general goal is, are these people genuinely happy? Do they love each other? And are they walking towards a common goal? Are Do they love each other? Are they happy? And are they working towards a common goal? Like for me, picking a marriage mentor, it was it most of it was visual. Like most of it was me looking at a person, how a husband treated his wife, and look at how she treated him, and me saying, I love that. Like I love seeing how he loves her. I love seeing how he prefers her. I love seeing how he also handles her. Um, in front of people and I would just try to get to know that person like I don't know if they'll work out as our mentor until I get to know them but for me first it starts off visually and I may see that they make Facebook posts about each other right and I'm like oh I really like that right and I'm not gonna you know throw all my eggs in that basket but I'm like oh I really like how they do that you know or what have you and then my goal may be to get to know them to ask some questions to see how they function and if they have wisdom like if they can tell me something that I didn't already know and I know that it's going to like help me and Tanae out. I know that if we're communicating terrible and they give me like a bar and I'm like, oh, I got to call them back again. And then the relationship kind of builds gradually from there. Right. So I'm always looking like literally if if we walked into a building and we seen a couple and and something stood out about them or what have you. We might just go introduce ourselves to them and see where it goes from there. If we see a couple at church that we um, really, really like, we love their energy. We love um, how they, they make us feel when we talk to them. Then we might say, hey, can we go out on a double date, you know, and, and we'll pick their brains while we're um, at dinner with them. And if we like what we hear, then we'll be like, well, shoot. Um, do you want to hang out with them, you know, or, or we'll call them for advice. And if we just think that it's regular and it's nothing they can help us with, then we'll just keep them as friends and invite them to our next uh, event. But always be searching, always be looking, like be looking to grow, to gain knowledge, to gain wisdom, to gain understanding. Like there's never enough. You're always learning. And, and I feel like you learn from people. You learn from their experiences. You learn from their vulnerabilities and their ability to be transparent with you. If a couple is not willing to be transparent with us, 
We're not going to adopt them as mentors. No, absolutely not. Like, we don't want you to be perfect, but if you can stop us from making a mistake that you've already made, then we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. And, and, and trust the credit concept. Trust the credit concept. Credit doesn't lie. It's, it's hard out here as an African-American to say such a thing, but it's true. Credit don't lie. So if they got a track record, that's good. If they, if they, <laughs> if they you know what I mean? If they kids is happy, successful, and full, if they, you know what I mean? If, if, if they are living prosperous lives, like, you, oh, you that, can't make that up. That part, too, like, we look at how people raise their kids. And, oh, man, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes some people's kids are so impressive that you like, yo, we need to question them. We right. need to pick their brain. We like, yo, so-and-so's kid was doing this, this, and this. They're so respectful. They're so kind. They're, you know, or what have you. And um, so we'll we'll seek after them. Um, anywho. Yeah, definitely. I think but that same concept of marriage mentors, again, that goes into every part of your life. When I was single, I had single women mentors. And I had married men women mentors because I was looking to be married. Um, so in my business, I have mentor, uh, in ministry, I have mentor. You, I've recently seen on Instagram, they got hair growth mentors. You're trying to grow your hair. You know what I mean? Get a hair mentor. Always never, never, never become content with just being, com being complacent. Always look for somebody that has it, then aspire to mm -hmm. it. Patrick. One more question. Mm -hmm. How do you think the dynamic of your marriage life will change once little Dale comes? Woo. Um, well, we try to I, hire a full-time nanny. <laughs> put your resume, put your resume in the comments box. Um, I think that um, we'll we'll end up focusing far more attention on him, which is one of the reasons we didn't have kids when we first got married. I think one of the things I learned from some couples that we knew of who had kids right away is that they had to divert all of their attention from each other to their child, which they, they needed to do, they were supposed to do. And I think in the process, they didn't get a chance to learn one another. So it caused a lot of issues um, in their marriage that, you know, they couldn't really avoid. And so I think that we've spent enough time with one another to not feel like our kid is going to be taking away, away our time from one another. Um, so I just think we're going to end up giving him most of our attention. But I think we'll be OK with that. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We've had a lot of time together um, getting to know each other. And so. We're not being naive to say that at times we won't miss it just being us. Um, but because we've had so much time together, we're so excited about the next chapter in our lives. And yes. um, I mean, we've already picking out homeschool curriculums, building. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Lit. Bilingual. Like, the whole nine. Like so trilingual. Um, um, anyway, with that said. Um, one second before, because we about to uh, Rondell's about to bring our clothes out. Listen, if you enjoying this, make sure you share it on your on your Facebook page, share it on your Instagram page. Um, we're gonna have our Instagram up and going today, yeah. so you know we're gonna be here every other Monday morning at nine. Put it in your alarms. If you things you want to talk about, inboxes. Um, yeah. If, and so if I like to say we have a, have a heavenly South Central perspective by ways of Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm from. So, yeah, any questions you have, anything you want us to talk about, any subjects, put it in there because we will talk about it. And next, um, what we will discuss are some questions like, uh, should a woman propose? Um, that is one thing that we've been seeing a lot of, and we'll give our perspective on that. Another one would be, um, should you keep any secrets from your spouse? Like, is that something that you're supposed to do? Um is that something you're supposed to do? And uh, if again, if there's anything else that you guys would like to hear, um, type it in the comments, like, share, subscribe, yep. uh, all that good stuff. We appreciate y'all for being with us, uh, and we out.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.